welcome back to our Jesus Walks podcast. And uh, my name is Martin, and I'm Gothenburg. And joining me from Bergen is Ann Jakob. And yeah. uh, hey. today we are missing our friend Marxis, but he had to. Um, yeah, I had to actually to go to to London to record a record. So that's why we're uh, left alone, just you and I. But <laughs> good to see you, Jacob. Yeah, good to see you too, Martin. Very good. And, and fun from uh, Marcus to go and do this music recording in, in London. He seemed like that they had a good a good time and arrived well. So That's yeah. really good. So uh, today we are going into our discipleship track and we're going to talk about how to, to bring the kingdom of God. And uh, last couple of episodes we've been focusing on on um, words how to how to speak and how to share mm. and now we're gonna move yeah. into about our actions or or works um and yeah. um so that's what we're gonna focus on today so w- w- yeah what's your it's thought like, about this yeah like when we say actions uh actions of jesus it's almost like he's kind of scandalous actions in a way you know mm. the the way he was different and um, the way he acted towards people in a way that was so scandalous and full of grace or something that it kind of shocked the environment and impacted the people he met. Mm. So it, it's, it's like that direction. It is. <clears throat> and um, I think this, this theme is a bit tricky because uh, in our societies, we have a quite strong um like attitude of value of of like helping people out helping the poor we have like a, <laughs> a, a society that is is um helping out people in need and uh no matter what kind of of um, beliefs you have or or faith you are in a uh, having an attitude of of like helping out or sharing Mm. Uh, so it's so easy that this is just that we as Christian is doing like the same, but we are Christian. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's one of uh, the things that we want to add today. See how, how can we be, uh, acting more in a revolutionary way as Jesus did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> our longing. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting topic. And we will, we, yeah, we will look to the Bible. We'll, we'll see a bit what we have been experiencing with Jesus ourselves as well on it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, so what, when we, what, what do you have for examples, <laughs> Jacob, uh, as uh, trying out to, to yeah. do this? Yeah, no, I was thinking a bit about it. We talked a bit, Martin, before we started to record here, just like a short recap on that. Uh, but I, yeah, just like one example that I've seen kind of quite recently um, from, from life here of, of kind of how how Jesus relates to people. Because, I mean, when you when you walk with him and you can, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, you can you can uh, captivate his way of relating to people, not just the way you think you should do it so that it should be Jesus-like, right? That's that's very hard, like in a religious way. But if you can connect to him and you can hear him and be led by him, you can actually 
relate like him to people, mm. right? And represent him. And I think that's the key in Jesus walks that we, we walk with him and he lives through us, not just that we live a religious pattern or something. Right. So one example for me coming up first is that I was at this high school here in Bergen in Norway, and I was going to be in a class and they would um, ask me all kinds of questions about uh, the Bible, about uh, Jesus, about God. And, uh, it was set up in such a way that there was, they call it like that, that you are being kind of barbecued as a Christian. <laughs> so it's like they can go at you with whatever they've got. So usually when you come in, you sense a bit about the climate in the class and everything. And this time it was actually like a dancing class. So it was a, um, a specific focus that they had for dance, uh, those students, and most of them were girls and, and, and quite, um, quite soon I understood that this thing about the gay and lesbian relationships and this topic was like a, a big one. And I also understood that there were several people in the room that were in, in kind of especially lesbian relationships. And so they kept asking about those things. So I was like standing there and I was trying to just ask God, you know, what to say, how to relate, of course, trying to love people and also be truthful, just like Jesus was, right? Like the grace and the truth. So, so I was very honest. I, I, you know, I want to be honest because that's really a way to love people. So, so, um, so I told them what the Bible says and try to do it in a, in a kind of a good way, uh, whatever, you know, but it, it's like, okay, how did this go? You know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to know, but what was interesting was that straight after we were done, there is this girl that comes and approaches me uh, and she's really happy and she comes to thank me. And I was like, ah, interesting. <laughs> and then she comes and presents herself and she says that, um, that she's, uh, she is in a lesbian relationship. And she just wants to thank me because I had been so open and that I had answered kind of all of her questions, she said. Uh, and I was like, okay, that, yeah, that's nice, nice to hear. And then she keeps talking and says that for years she has been trying to, to talk to different kind of priests and pastors and stuff and come with her questions, right? And when she was like 14, she, she wanted to be confirmed in church but she felt that it wasn't for her because she had these uh, lesbian feelings. So she kept away from it because she felt it wasn't for her, right? So she started out of it. And those times she had raised her questions with somebody, they, they wouldn't answer her somehow. A priest, for example, would just kind of not answer her questions and stuff. So it has been, had been difficult for her and she felt like she was like outside of the church, you know? Uh, so she was just so thankful that I had answered all these questions and eventually, you know, and then we had this very beautiful talk and, and then I, I, I just pondered with Jesus, okay, what, what do I say? What do I do now? And then, but she was really open. So, so I told her in the end of the talk that I just told her that, uh, I would just like to say to you, first of all, I told her just uh, how much Jesus loves her. And I really felt it like so deeply. And I just told her, and I saw that, you know, this impacted her. Um, and then I was led to say to her, just, I told her just, just leave and put away all kinds of like religious commandments or moral ethical questions that you have heard about when it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus, you know, all of it, all the like, stuff from the Bible commandments, just forget everything just leave it. Just forget about it. I told her, just don't even think about it. Just leave it totally off, you know, and then go home and just simply do this. Just, just tell Jesus, Jesus, 
I would like, I want to meet you. And then I told her, and he will tell you everything you need to know. I told her. And I saw this totally new hope and joy came in her face. Suddenly there was actually, she could come inside, you know, mm. there was a place for her. She had been outside for years and never saw herself as even, you know, and suddenly I just saw that she understood mm. that she could go and talk to Jesus. You know? mm. So th this was just like a simple, uh, simple uh, example from my daily life with yeah. him. But I think that's, um, that's probably the key of it that like having that encounter with Jesus, um, because if it's just <clears throat> good, good actions, but not Jesus in them, um, we won't have any, it's not the radical love or it's not any transformation. It's just, um, it's just, just yeah, uh, a short term uh, help. Um, but it's not not anything that could transform in in uh, someone's lives. It's mm. it's not that, yeah, it's not that radical. But uh, when we compare to the yeah. how Jesus lived it out, yeah, he's, it's like he 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 more speaks into who they are as a person, mm. yeah. right? the deeper identity, uh, and meets them in the vulnerable place yeah. where they have felt like an outsider, where they have felt they couldn't be part of this community yeah. where they wouldn't, they were not good enough. They were an outcast, you know? And, and then so this girl really had felt like an outcast to the church, yeah. Yeah. but I just told her, forget about the church, yeah. you know, mm. Jesus actually wants to meet you. He loves yeah. you. You can meet him. He will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and I think that's also the, the f like first things first. I, I was just thinking about when Jesus is meeting uh the the guy with the, who's uh, le have leprosy and mm. and uh we know that leprosy is uh you you get infected if you touch anyone so they they had to be far yeah. distance and they have a small <laughs> bell so people could really avoid them and and so on we know yeah. that so when he has been sick for several years we know that probably none has touched him for several years because they won't won't mm. get infected and, and they will eventually die in the end because because that was way way uh, more dangerous than a, than a covid or something yeah <laughs> so yeah so the the yeah the fingers start falling off and and the skin yeah. and then at mm. the end you die Horrible so disease. that's really yeah. and no uh, you couldn't get um, good from it or at all but the funny yeah. thing there is when when Jesus is going to heal him, he's not doing as he usually does or often does. Is he speaking or or doing something else? He he stands that it says that he, he first touched him and then says, "Yeah, be healed." Yeah. So he he really that's beautiful. He, he's meeting his uh, the biggest vulnerability. Like I haven't been touched. No one wants to touch me. I'm 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 really an untouchable people person. So when Jesus is yeah. touching him, he's yeah see, saying so much more than um, um, yeah just I want to, than just to be healed. He he says that yeah I'm willing to risk of of getting this disease. Um, um I want to meet you in your like hardest yeah. uh, areas of your exactly. life and yeah he's not saying 
um, it's not about all all who he, he is or what uh, what this man is called to follow or anything. He, he's just meeting him in, in a radical love in his biggest need. And I think that's really, mm. really something. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. It's really wonderful. Let's... Yeah, I've been I've been noticing myself just like another example. Uh, um, I've been noticing, especially sometimes ministering to men or to to young men uh, or mm. or old men or whatever. But that often there can be a real um, woundedness in terms of the lack of having a, a father who loved them in our society. You know, mm. uh, who who put words to it or who wasn't there or who was very harsh or you know. So it's something lacking something distorted um or men that just have been through so much tough things in life and they've been mm-hmm. trying to fight to survive you know they've been through all kinds of uh, kind of failures in life let's say that they feel and they feel like a failure and, may, and especially if they were christian and they feel that they should have it all together and then we can talk and we can pray but actually the biggest transformation sometimes that i see is actually uh, if i go and i give them a hug um, and then I hold around them for, for maybe five minutes, you know, or, or even longer, 10 minutes. And I feel God is just like, you know, just stand, just keep going, you know, and they actually change through mm. like a physical embrace mm. because that is what expresses actually the father's love that yeah. they actually really need. And they have to be strong they can't show weakness, you know, and, mm. and they cry and they cry. Mm. And I just feel like, the, you know, the strange, uh, uncomfortable thing of, of hugging a, a guy yeah. for five, 10 minutes, right? And yeah. people even looking at it. But I just feel God is saying, who cares? You know, mm. I'm healing his heart, you know? Mm. So it's... Um, but yeah. isn't, isn't it here that we are onto something that it's this, these odd actions that really <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, break barriers and are <laughs> out of sense that is like... Uh, one part of the sign of the of of the Jesus actions um, and what we are called to. I also just reminded about um, a friend who's leading a church, and they they mm. ask God how how can we through our actions show people that uh, he loves them, he's generous, he 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 wants good things for them. This was in Norway, by the way, and he the, he felt that it's a bit tricky in Norway to. Because people, they have all they need, and we we can't really. How how can we serve like the mm. the the normal? So they they had yeah. an um, they had a system of of praying every time they went shopping groceries uh, that the person in front of them in the line wouldn't have money in, on their card or having some kind of bank issue, so their card isn't working. <laughs> so they uh, says, yeah, I can take it on my card. Um, and they they are doing this as a church regularly. So I, I heard about um, a lady working, uh, yeah, as a cashier. And when when this uh, person from the church um, said, "Yeah, I can pay," and she, the, the lady said, "Whoa, are you also in that church who pays other people's uh, food?" Because uh, they um, that's also a real odd way of. of of acting you don't do that in our society you, yeah. you don't and you don't do it regularly um yeah. but that's the uh, that's like over the limit actions that really show something 
Yeah, yeah. I also noticed, like, if you pay for somebody like that, that people get very un- uncomfortable mm. because it's like their private, like finances in our society is like this kind of private sphere. Mm. So even if they don't need your help, if you go and you help them f- for no reason, yeah. it is actually really kind of provoking in a very nice yeah. way. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Martin, Martin, what what about like, what about yourself? What's your experience? Uh, with this, uh, you have any examples from your life that you are thinking about? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about uh, one situation uh, here um, uh, here in, in Gothenburg when we, we lived in our an apartment in the city. Uh, and um, above us, we had an Icelandic couple uh, that I've been yeah, hanging out with a guy sometimes. He worked from home and I worked from home. So sometimes uh-huh. we had lunch and so on. And... And we had had conversations about faith or church, but he, we, we, it was so clear that we didn't really get into the gospel. We, we talked yeah. most about church or church history or church behavior, but not so much about Jesus. But then he, he texts me one, one, like a Tuesday at lunch mm. and says, yeah, we, we have um, this kind of, he had a picture of a, a bug, and he says, do you know what kind of bug this is? Because no. on Iceland, they don't have any small bugs, uh, apparently. Uh, and I, I helped him Google up this. Um, and that was a bug who, who ate the wool. And they had a lot of wool clothing. So they oh. needed to, to freeze all that wool yeah. to, to kill the bugs. And then right. they had to put it in like this vacuum uh, uh, plastic bags. So mm-hmm. they the bugs couldn't get in so they had bugs and and he mm-hmm. he was really so okay so where do i buy a freeze and how do i yeah he, he was um and they don't have a car so i said yeah you can take my car and yes go out and i can tell you where to buy a freeze and he says i'm sorry i haven't never driven in sweden i um i i can't i i don't dare to drive so i said okay fine i'll, I'll drive you around so we we went around buying this kind of plastic bags and then going finding secondhand this freeze and uh, yeah that was a really odd experience because we we ended up uh, some kind of junkyard in the behind some kind of industrial area and we really felt driving in there that we this is the place we're going to be get killed because uh, yeah, it was it it was um, from a from a thriller movie the setting, but we we survived and we get this uh, secondhand freeze for him, and uh, on on the way back <laughs> to the city, and we have been out for a couple hours driving uh, on yeah. this Tuesday afternoon, and he says, "Isn't it a bit odd for a neighbor to just drive around another neighbor in the middle of the day?" buying these things don't you like have a work to do or uh and and then i said yeah but but the one that i'm following he says love your neighbor as yourself and therefore this is natural for me um to to taking this uh, this afternoon off uh, just driving you around and Mm. trying not to get killed and getting this freezer and so on so suddenly in this kind of um unnatural behavior uh we got into this gospel that then he 
then he he saw the connection between my faith and my yeah. my actions in a really yeah. clear way. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, in a, in a quite an <laughs> yeah, ordinary way, <laughs> not getting killed. Yeah, right. But it is so amazing this thing about kind of you know when Jesus surprises people, takes them off guard. You mm-hmm. know, you know, like I remember once I was on a, an airplane and uh, um, on my way to Finland, and then there was this whole big, uh, big uh, kind of bandidos uh, motorcycle gang that entered the airplane, <laughs> like 80, 90 people, I think. And they were really wild, like so. That it was so much noise on that airplane, and they were drinking, and you know, it was really like like that. And, and then I suddenly, I since I was supposed to talk to one of the guys, and it turned out that he was the leader of the gang. <laughs> and then I met with him, and then somehow also how Jesus spoke into his life was interesting because I actually felt that he needed a different language, you know. So I actually told I told him like, um, you know. Um, if I if I kill you, I, I tell, told him, if I kill you, what will you be left with? Will that bandidos uh, bandidos uh, kind of mark help you? You know, mm-hmm. if I take your life. Um, and then I told him like, but if you kill me, you can't really take my life. You know, I have it. You know, I will. I have eternal life. Mm-hmm. You know, I live with Jesus. You can't do anything to me. I told. I told him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the message that got to his heart. Mm. And after that, he changed. He, he became totally quiet. And he told me also he had a praying grandmother. Mm. And he was a totally kind. And later when I met him, it was just very like humble, like mm. very interesting, like totally different than what you would have thought, you know, like it's nice to, you know, go on a, go on a, a missionary journey and come home testifying to your church that you threatened to kill a man, you know, and that mm. was the way you shared the gospel. Mm. So it's, sometimes it's surprising, right? It is. And I think that uh, when we look at Jesus here, it's he's so often doing the unexpected things. Yeah. But also he he's doing it in a, such a revolutionary way that people re- can't really resist he- him because uh, if for example if we a lot of us have beggars uh, around us mm. uh, and a normal attitude is is yeah giving a few coins and then yeah uh-huh. you have done your thing and, and <clears throat> people get a sandwich in at the end of the, of the day but um, when we're looking at, at jesus what he's doing um he's really going over the over the edge all the time um like Zacchaeus. Tell, tell me about jesus <laughs> yeah but i think yeah. about the Zacchaeus. he's sitting in the tree yeah uh, he's he's a jew he's a tax collector He's, he's take, taking too much tax, so the Jewish people don't want to be friends with him. Yeah. Um, he, he's uh, like he's, so he's, he's stealing, he's stealing their money as yeah. well as taking he's, money he's to the working Romans. for the Romans. So yeah. on every mm. way, he's uh, he's is yeah. So probably he doesn't have so much friends. Yeah. Maybe totally. So he he has money, but but uh, don't have the the. Yeah, the friends or, or that kind of setting. Um, and he is, yeah. yeah. And, and what Jesus is doing is saying that, yeah, I'm coming to your place and having dinner at your place tonight. And yeah. really 
affirms the friendship and and says i want to be friend with you and he's done he's mm. doing it publicly um so everyone who's hoping that jesus the big jesus will come to me and having uh having dinner at my place he's going to yeah. that the like the worst of the worst mm-hmm. uh and he's not telling him yeah you need to change your life and then i will come he's just coming mm-hmm. and having a good time with his friends and then yeah. as a result of that uh Sakai says yeah i need to change my life i will mm-hmm. pay back the the money that i've stolen and yeah etc mm-hmm. etc yeah. so he's he's doing it on a real radical way uh, not yeah. just not just uh, saying a kind word or just not just just doing something. He's doing it yeah. like full time <clears throat> when he's doing it. I think that's that's also um, yeah. The, the the big difference is like comparing giving a couple of coins to someone who who's uh, poor. Yeah, but and and doing this um, <clears throat> yeah, doing this this kind of uh, revolutionary actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like as he said, he says Jesus says, uh, you know, that there's not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the yeah. sick ones, right? Yeah. So, so he goes out there actually with a perspective, not not on kind of getting a lot of followers and becoming kind of like famous or having the most resourceful people joining his church. Mm. Uh, actually, you know, like he, he's actually going out to heal the sick people, the, mm. the, the people that needed to be restored, uh, the mm. broken, right? That That is really what he's doing. And then, and like you say, that he crosses these social boundaries that are mm. like really going to the outcasts mm. and, 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 and probably also not just going to our society's kind of homeless people or something you know because i think this is more like the socially outcast right Martin? i mean those people didn't want to touch or didn't want to, that was kind of shameful even to be yeah. with them right mm. more like that yeah so so in this society in the in the jewish society i mean the thing about unclean becoming unclean was this thing this purity rights you know and so i mean so what he does about like you know talking to women or like letting a woman kiss his feet uh, mm. sitting at the table in the house of a pharisee you know with all these religious people yeah. around and this woman who's seen as a prostitute mm. comes crying and kissing his feet you know can you imagine even today if you have a woman that's not your wife laying there at the table at your church kissing your feet for a while you know it, it even for us it's it's and for them it it was much worse you know because yeah, yeah. they couldn't even hang out the different oh. sexes or it was much more order in how to relate and he was a rabbi on top of it you know and she was a prostitute in their mm. eyes you know so it is really like scandalous yeah and i i think uh, i heard someone uh, tell the um, ask this rhetorical question that uh, Jesus get a lot of uh, complaints about who he he hang out with. He get a lot of criticism. Uh, when did you oh. last time get criticisms for you who those you were hanging out with? <laughs> That's and, a good question. About, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, most of us maybe get behind the the school the, the school building in high school and and uh, have a cigarette and that was the that was was the worst thing we. Uh, hanging out with the, yeah, the older, <laughs> older, older kids. Um, but I actually, mm. I have a friend who's who's living this out in a quite radical way. Um, um, 
because he's living in um yeah he, they moved into a house and one of the neighbors turned out to be uh one of the leaders of the um nazist party in sweden okay so uh, they are uh, the government want to to ban them they are just a couple of hundred and they are oh. um yeah um yeah but real hardcore Uh, and uh, that family they are totally excluded from everything no kids other kids are allowed to to play with their kids Mm. Uh, they have a party at the street every in that neighborhood every year but that family isn't invited Uh uh, etc etc okay but my friend because of their political like because yeah, of his yeah. political views yeah, and ethnic you, you, views and stuff so like. you 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 don't talk you you don't even talk to that kind of people in in our society yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, the first time i i met them what as, as uh, they were at uh, uh, when my friend's younger son got baptized uh, there um, they were at uh, yeah the party and we sat at the oh. same table i didn't know at all of them and He's um yeah and when my friend he he had a birthday party as <laughs> extremely funny we were 12 men uh, uh, at the party in the same ages and my friend is a priest as well so i think uh, we were seven priests and then four <laughs> seven like, priests yeah seven priests four like christians with yeah uh, <clears throat> other guys and then this nazi leader <laughs> at the <laughs> So we had a good barbecue party having uh yeah, yeah. And, and and the guy uh, he's he enjoys this or he's happy yeah, for this because he yeah. is expelled from all uh, yeah, yeah, social yeah. networks without his party right no exactly. he, he's never invited mm. to anyone else mm. um and but mm. the funny thing is my friend get a lot of complaints how mm. can you have your kids playing with his kids how can you invite him to your place he's mm. uh, uh he wants to yeah uh, he has this and these views and he's and i think yeah that's that's on a revolutionary way of of doing it because mm. i i think when we are talking about especially the outcast we have two kinds of outcast in our societies we have the outcast yeah. that everyone applauds when we are working with like yeah. the, the prostitutes or the the homeless people everyone says yeah. oh, it's so good that you do something for the homeless yeah. and then we have these kind of of people like the nazis or the sex offenders or the pedophiles or yeah and mm. and no one would like to um to uh, or the or the islamists uh, mm. br- trying to bring an islamist and a pedophile to your 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 friend's part and you will see <laughs> how yeah how how yeah. Uh, la yeah how how easy it is so i think yeah. that's that's now we're talking about the the real radical attitudes of of acting yeah. oh it's interesting really interesting i'm just thinking as well like because i think when you when you move in on that you also get to know god's heart right and i think that's the dream we have even on this podcast that we can be this these these kind of people jesus people who can who can kind of uh relate like he does and be mm-hmm. his kind of arm in the society in a sense like but it, and it's so much fun to walk into this uh, area when you kind of leave behind your fears and actually mm-hmm. step out with jesus and then you meet jesus in the process like i remember i was in oslo 
and I was on the street because um, uh, there was some kind of political thing I was into at that time. So I was working and I was on the street actually talking to people about like a new law being passed. And it was actually like... Uh, there was like um, a change of the marriage laws in, in Norway. So I was on kind of, you know, conservative uh, side and, and, and stuff like that. And then, and we had something called uh, uh, Blitz in, in Norway, like in Oslo. It's like this youth anarchist group that they have done a lot of demonstrations and social disobedience, like this punk group that was kind of famous for being so totally crazy and stuff before especially and they have their own house in oslo like this kind of place and so they were coming and they had made they basically had had taken our flyers and then they had copied them and then they had changed them and they went giving out flyers that was exactly the opposite message of what we had you know just for fun or just to to, to mess with us you know and stuff it was it was just super hilarious but they were pretty good at it so i was impressed uh, so they come, you know, and, you know, several are in, in, in lesbian relationships or gay relationships and, and they are the, the total opposite, you know, and they come to mock us basically just mm. like that. But what happens, of course, is that my heart really breaks for them, you know. <laughs> so, you know, God's love for these kids just really got to me, these teenagers. Mm. So I just, I just left everything, of course, and started to talk about them and their lives and stuff, you know, and I totally. And so we became friends. And it was, and they wanted to take me to their house, this Blitz house, you know, this huge uh, place with all these hangouts, you know, and and they took me in as their friend, right? Because I really, I talked to them about God's love for mm. them and stuff. And we were in there, and they were inviting people over and everything, and we were talking. And then in the end, we were thrown out by the management of the house because we talked about Jesus. And they, but and then they told they and they told their own people in Blitz they said. If you throw out this guy, we're out of here. Mm. If you throw him out, we we will leave too. Mm. <laughs> so everything is like turned upside down with Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes it's just super interesting. It is, and I I think this is um, um, it's also headlights a bit about Jesus had a lot of critics from the religious leaders from the religious. Yeah establishment mm -hmm. and and um, i guess that we could be facing the same thing because we have really uh, yeah. a box of how to act as a christian yeah you give some coins to the to the homeless and you you're mm -hmm. doing this but this kind of a more of a radical living out action um, based faith faith uh, yeah. when we are trying to yeah to to break these boundaries and really show god's love uh we will get uh, uh criticisms from crit criticism from our own christians will criticize us uh, i think that's also one thing we we need to bear in mind because uh, mm. uh it, that kind of criticism is the hardest because when the when the people who don't believe us are criticizing us yeah that's fine uh, but when our own um friends and and uh, uh, yeah church leaders or small group people are, are criticizing us that's so much harder uh, so that's also one thing i think it's it's that's wise right. to bear in mind that uh mm. that's that's been the the um, 
the situation all over church history that that uh, it's often um, that we are getting criticisms from our own and we need to be prepared from that as well mm, it's true yeah we're mm. we are uh, almost uh, out of time ada do you have yeah. any final thing we we need to say just just uh, like when we talk i just realized how amazing jesus is he is a real like a revolutionary of love in a very very profound way somehow mm. and and the amazing thing is that he can kind of touch people in any sort of situation or di- so many different kinds of people he kind of gets through to people in a, such an amazing way so mm. I, I'm just fascinated by that, and I just want to learn more. I think, yeah, yeah. would like I want to live this life, you know. So that's what I'm kind of left with today. Yeah. What about you, Martin? Yeah, I was I was just reminded about the the woman woman at the dwell of seeker in mm. in I think it's John four where you can read about that. But he mm. then he really breaks so much of the social barriers in order to to get to her. Um, and uh, my reputation as a rabbi, uh, me being a Jew, meeting you as a Samaritan and you as a woman, it's so much many boundaries. But I think the, the, mm. the profound part in that is when he asked her to get to, can I get, give me water, he says. And back then you, you, you brought your own... Um, uh, like barrel to to put out the, up the water from the well to drink of, so that when she's saying you don't have anything to to put out the water of, uh, he, he she knows that the only way that he could drink is from her, and he mm. she knows that he will be unclean if he drinks from her because she's unclean. So when he's saying. By saying that, he's saying, "Yeah, I'm willing to to risk my reputation, and I'm I'm willing to be unclean in a, in the religious way, just in order to to, um, yeah, meeting you and and uh, mm. want to be friend with you. So I'm mm. I really want to identify with you. Uh, so he's not in a distant uh, relationship or a distant attitude with her. He's he's really." Uh, getting in close as with the leprosy man, and I think mm. that's so. So that's really revolutionary, and that, that's um, I think that's the challenge for us. How do I really get in close in the in the middle of the needs of, of people around me, uh, mm. and not just putting a coin in in someone's uh, um, hat at the street? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's like lo- love, love moving into those uncomfortable places and yeah, it is. bringing the healing and the freedom. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we wrap up there. And yeah. uh, thank you for joining us. In two weeks' mm, time, we're going to continue this topic, but then from a leadership perspective. Uh, so uh, bye-bye and thank you and God bless. Yeah, God bless you guys. Thank you.